So the Bible reading tonight is from Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who who his works, his wages, are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. And to make him the father of circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. Let me pray before we begin. Lord, I thank you for the faith that you have placed in each one of us. And as we read through uh, Romans tonight, I just pray that you would speak to each one of us here. I pray that you would use this word uh, wisely, that my words would be your words as well, and you would minister to each one of us tonight. And pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, I have found the perfect video clip to illustrate my sermon tonight. Most of you might remember um, Mission Impossible. Some of you may not. Um, Some of you weren't born back then. But in in this video clip, um, Tom Cruise's character has to break into the CIA uh, database and he breaks in through the ceiling, um, hangs down, enters the access code into the, into the database and, and steals a lot of useful information. I could explain it all night, but um, I'll let you watch it.
intense situation wasn't it there was pressure sensors all over the floor there was temperature sensors that sensed degrees of movement in the room and there were noise sensors that that sensed um, the the tiniest little um, bits of noise but the little bit that I wanted you to see was the the fact that he had to enter in a password into the computer in 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 order to gain access to the database. And as we continue through Romans, um, Paul is, is getting to the fact that access to God comes through faith. Faith is the access code, or the password, so to speak. He uses the illustration of, of Abraham as, as being the one who, through faith, was considered righteous. It was because Abraham believed God and believed what God had, had promised him that he was pronounced righteous. It wasn't the, the works that he did afterwards. It was the faith that he, that he showed by believing God, believing God, and that's what made him righteous. It says that in verse 3 of our, our reading tonight, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him to him as righteousness it was counted to him as righteousness it was the faith that he exhibited that that enabled him to be righteous but let's get a little more of abraham's story i'm i'm sure you've all um learnt about it in sunday school or something like that but turn over to genesis chapter 15 and we'll just go through a little bit of Abraham's story. Abraham was originally called Abram, um, and in this portion of Scripture, verses fifteen, uh, chapter fifteen, one to six, he is called Abram. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision: "Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great." But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, for your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside, and he said, Look toward the heaven, And number the stars, if you are able to number them. 
Then he said to them, to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. He believed the Lord. Abraham believed the Lord and God counted it to him as righteousness. It was children that Abraham was believing for. Um, along with the promise of, of the land and, and being the father of, of, of a great nation. Um, and these things were promised to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12. But they hadn't come to pass. All the evidence was there that these things weren't going to happen. But Abraham believed God. He still remained childless. There was no evidence of him being of the promises coming true but Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness it was counted to him as being right in God's eyes and this is what Paul is arguing back in Romans chapter 4 turn back there if you can this is what Paul is arguing that it wasn't what Abraham did through the likes of uh, circumcision and, and all the other things that, that Abraham then subsequently did, it was through him believing that God was going to come through on his promises. That's what made him righteous. Within the Roman church, there was a real tussle between the Jews who were originally um, God's people before Jesus and the Gentiles who had been brought into the church, which was formed after Jesus, and there was a real tussle between this whole aspect of the Jewish people wanting to, to still remain essentially Jewish and, and do all of the, the works and the, the Ten Commandments and, and all of the things that they did, like the Sabbath and, and um, following all the, the circumcision rules and that sort of thing. Um, there was a real tussle between the Jews wanting to do these things and and the the Gentiles um, coming into the church and the Jews saying that they had to then do all of these things in order to be Christians. But Paul is saying that that's not the case. It's it's not the case that um, it's our works that makes us children of God. Paul is saying that it's our faith that justifies us. It's our belief in God that justifies us and not our works. And he continues with the argument that Abraham had his faith counted to him as righteousness before children came along, before those children then, then possessed the land, before the, the rule of circumcision came into account, um, and so it was Abraham's belief in God that counted him as righteous, not his works. You might remember from a few weeks ago that I spoke about being doomed in our sin, um, that there is, there is nothing that we can do to, to work our way into righteousness. There is nothing that we can do to... Um, to cancel out our sin, so to speak. If I was to, to try and work my way into righteousness, um, I like making spaghetti bowl or spaghetti bolognese for some of you. 
And, and I like making it a particular way. But if I was to try and make my perfect spaghetti bowl for God, there'd be something that I would do wrong with it. I'd put too much salt in it or not enough garlic or I'd spill it all over the floor or something like that. There's, there's nothing that I can do to make the perfect, holy, righteousness spaghetti bowl for God. Do you understand what I'm, what I'm putting down there? There's, there's nothing that we can do in order to work our way into God's favour. There'd be some way that, that my spaghetti bowl would be imperfect because of my inherent sin. And the only way that I can make the perfect spaghetti bowl is, is by putting my faith in God. It's the same with our Christian lives. It's, there's no way we can work our way into God's favour. It's through faith. Through faith, accepting Christ and putting our faith in Christ that we are justified. You might be asking the question, what is faith? What is faith? I can't, I can't sort of see it. I can't touch it. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So, so faith is not something you can see, but it is, it is something that we can, um, it's, it's the assurance of the things hoped for. Does that make sense? Yes, no, no. What have we been promised by God that we hope for? Let me make it a little bit easier. What was promised to Abraham by God? What did God promise Abraham that Abraham then hoped for? He hoped for, for children, for descendants. He hoped for um, a right standing with God as well. Abraham took God at his word, which which made God made Abraham righteous in God's sight. But it wasn't the 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 children and the the land that then um, that then made Abraham righteous. These things didn't come until like twenty five years later after they were first promised. So it was the belief in God that Abraham. Um, that Abraham exhibited that made him righteous. I'll ask you again, what have we been promised by God that we hope for? Things like eternal life, salvation, righteousness. Have you seen eternal life? Have you seen salvation? Salvation is not, not really something that, that can be touched or seen. But we can see it by the works of our, our faith. Have you seen righteousness? Another thing that can't be touched or seen until we see it through God's eyes. What I'm want you, wanting you to, to get out of our passage tonight is that 
that faith is the access code. Faith is the password that we enter into the computer to be able to to access God's righteousness, to be able to, to have God give us his righteousness. And then through that access, we can then do works. We are not saved by our faith. God is the one who does the saving. God does the saving and we are saved by placing our faith in him. Ephesians chapter 2, another letter written by Paul, is, is another way that Paul explains the whole process of faith and grace and righteousness and works. And jump over there with me if you will. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are, we are all his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the process goes, God gives us grace. We then access that grace by our faith, we then receive God's righteousness and we then carry on the good works that God has created for us to do. No one can walk around in, in this church or later on in heaven and, and walk around and say, I'm the best in this, in this place because of my faith. Paul says that no one can boast no one can boast in their works and no one can boast in their faith either. It's not our faith that, that saves us. It's simply the access code to God. It's the access code to salvation and to living a righteous life. And what Paul is saying in Ephesians and, and what he eventually gets to in Romans is that faith is the access code to God and not works. But what James then says as well, not in contradiction with Paul, but James says that works is evidence of our faith. Faith doesn't cancel out works altogether. Faith doesn't, it's, it's not just a matter of putting my faith in God and, and just going, okay, I don't have to work, I don't have to do anything. There's no requirements on me or responsibilities. There's... There's responsibilities to continue in a life of faith and righteousness, just as Abraham did. It's not a once-off belief in God. It's a continual belief in God. So our works are evidence of our faith, not the, the result or the, the access code to God. I think... All of us, and I know especially for myself, that we could all benefit from changing our focus around from trying to work to gain God's approval to changing our focus to, to, to being putting our faith into action, into action, knowing that we have God's approval through that faith by his grace. 
if we could change and, and change our focus to put our faith into action and do the things that God asks us to do, I'm, I'm sure that would change a lot of our lives. If we could put our faith into action regardless of the way that the evidence stacks up against against what it might um, against what God has promised or what God has asked us to do if the evidence stacks up against these things being impossible or hard um, we serve a God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead remember these things are scientifically impossible but the evidence is there that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead which he promised beforehand and so if we were if we are able to put our faith into action we can trust God to come through on those promises not just for salvation not just for righteousness but for good works as well and we can do the things that God asks us through faith would you pray with me? Lord God, again I thank you for the faith that you have placed in each one of us. But I thank you that it's not our faith that saves us. Because nine times out of ten, our faith is, is purely inadequate. We we sometimes miss out on the things that you ask us to do because we don't believe you enough. We don't step out in faith enough. And Lord, I pray that you would increase our faith. I thank you for the grace that you have shown in Christ Jesus that, that we can receive salvation because of your great grace, your amazing grace. Lord, would you spur us on to do great works because we know that we have your approval, your righteousness. Would you spur us on to put our faith into action day by day and achieve great things for you, to, to shine your light around to this, this world that we live in and also to live a, a holy and righteous life, to continue in that. Lord, I thank you again for the grace that is ours in Christ Jesus. In your name. Amen.